Let's talk about something that affects all of us ladies, hormones. Because let's face it, when your hormones are out of whack, life can feel like a roller coaster. Well, say hello to Hormone Harmony, the ultimate solution for women of all ages seeking balance, crafted by Happy Mammoth. But what sets Hormone Harmony apart? Well, it's not just another supplement. Happy Mammoth, the company behind Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. Plus, Hormone Harmony contains science-backed adaptogens that help your body adapt to hormonal changes, ensuring you feel like yourself again. Hormone Harmony is an all-in-one hormonal balancing solution designed for women of all ages. So whether you're in your 20s dealing with PMS or in your 40s and beyond facing menopause, Hormone Harmony has got you covered. For a limited time, you can take 15% off your first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW for 15% off your order today. If you know me and Lexi, you know that we are both quite the bookworms and we've got something exciting to share with you all today. Have you ever found yourself overwhelmed by the endless options at the bookstore, unsure of what to pick up next? Well, we've discovered a game changer, Book of the Month. This isn't your run-of-the-mill book subscription. It's like having a book-loving friend handpick your next literary adventure each month. Trust me, their selections are always spot on. And this month, I can't wait to dive into Real Americans by Rachel Kong. What makes Book of the Month stand out? It's the simplicity. No more decision fatigue at the bookstore, just a curated selection of top-notch reads waiting to sweep you away. Lexi and I had a blast picking from a variety of genres, from pulse-pounding mysteries to heartwarming romances. But what truly won us over is their dedication to quality and fun. With just a handful of selections each month, they prioritize the joy of reading over endless options. Every book is a gem waiting to be discovered. So fellow book lovers, it's time to level up your reading game. Head over to bookofthemonth.com and use the code PEDALS to snag your first book for just $5. Trust us, your bookshelf will thank you. Welcome to the Black Girl Flow Podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old black girls working every day to be in flow, and we want you along this journey with us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Black Girl Flow podcast. We hope everybody is having the best of November. Feels like it is going by in a blink of an eye, which just means that 2020 two is so close so so close but boy oh boy the black girl flow community we we've just been riding this wave with each other and the good stuff does not stop with the year coming to a close Liv and I are so excited about having our guest today Imani um Liv I think we gotta get we gotta put some respect on Imani's name we gotta tell the listeners all what she's all about how we're about to have this great conversation and I have a feeling that it is going to bring so much energy and spark so much inspiration for other folks so Liv if you want to go ahead and run yes. um, Imani's background for us 
Imani Figaro is a 22-year-old Spelman graduate with a love for travel. Her first international trip was at the age of two, and she hasn't stopped since. Over the years, she's traveled to three continents, 15 countries, and 16 U.S. states. She started booking her own travel experiences, and she started helping others help make their travel dreams a reality at the age of 21. Moreover, most of her travel booking experience was gained through her three-month study abroad experience in Europe. After returning home, she was constantly asked travel questions such as, how did you plan such an affordable trip? Where should I go when I visit? Forever. Where should I stay slash eat? In order to answer all of these questions and help with making these dreams a reality, Mogul Mani was created. Imani's interested in finding ways to expose black and brown people to the world of travel and breaking stigmas within the black community around travel. Imani is interested in making travel a realistic dream for the youth and is committed to helping the youth achieve their dreams. In order to help others achieve their travel dreams, the Mogomani Travel Scholarship was created. And this past summer, Mogomani awarded their first travel scholarship. Imani is committed to growing her business and hopefully one day becoming a full-time travel influencer through her various blogs and travel content. Not a lot going on for herself, people. So, Amani, you know how it is. We always do a pulse check. It's just a quick little touch base. How are you doing? How's the year been for you? How are you entering space? So let us know. How's it going for you? I'm feeling very, I guess the word would be grounded right now, especially after this eclipse that we just had. Um, mm. I'm feeling super duper grounded at this point, ready to take a lot of initiative changes that I need to make. So really refreshed, refurbished would be the word. Did you say that you were a Sagittarius? I'm a Leo, but I'm a Leo. Okay, you're a Leo. So okay, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yes, I remember that. I'm sure all of our astrology listeners <laughs> will love that. We always like to do um, little little pull checks, especially as we're entering different seasons. And I, it's today, I think, the first day of Sag. So yeah, we're in that, we're in that um, season right now before we end the year. And like, so you're totally right. But I love that you're grounded. And I think that as we are moving into the conversation, like I'd love to kind of, you know, see how other people are, are, um, are navigating the end of the year as well. Let's see, how are you feeling? I'm trying to get on Imani's wave. I don't know. That sounded real good. Being grounded, getting some nice new information from the from the, the eclipse. Okay, okay. That feels nice and fresh. Um, I am. I am also weirdly very grounded. I finally moved into my new home, um, and it feels like I'm staying in an Airbnb. It feels not real, <laughs> so hopefully that will come, but um, I'm like overjoyed, and it, it feels, I feel super cliche being like in my feels about just like a season of gratitude right now, and like Liv and I have kind of really been reflective of that over the past couple of months because so much is happening, and sometimes when so much is happening, it just reminds me of like the people and the things that give me so much life during busy seasons of life. And um, so I moved in. My boyfriend helped me. His brother helped. Like, but some of my best friends came and helped. And then like so many beautiful people like came through the space that day, and I just felt like so just so much love. And sometimes it's tough 
to accept that love and just let it be what it is. Um, but I'm just coming into the space in the conversation today, just feeling like all up in my feels, like all up in my feels, just being like, this is a new season, a new chapter. And I'm just, it's grounded in love and I can't take it. I can't take it. So that's how I'm entering. How are you doing, Liv? I'm doing well. It's really interesting that ground is grounded is kind of like the theme of the episode this week. For me, I feel like as Lexi, Lexi and I were having a conversation the other day where I was telling her that my creative juices are flowing and she's like, you always get this way near your birthday. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now, like where I kind of want to find a hobby to produce cool stuff. And then who knows like how I'll feel after the new year and everything. But I feel really like pushed to create right now. So I, I'm not sure if that's necessarily grounded <laughs> per se, <laughs> but um yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just like, um, I think a mood that I experience in waves. So it's always really exciting as a creative when you, when inspiration strikes, you know? So that's, that's my bullshit. Well, I'm perpetually trying to convince Olivia to come move in with me. So maybe if I make the case that I have all the creative juices, like I got my right. first stop with them. So Liv, come come <laughs> the creative juice at my spot. Um, but no, I think this is actually a great segue into the conversation. Come on, run us the script. Tell us just a little bit about the travel consulting platform and really your story of getting that started. Yes, so... My Mogamani came about really in 2019, um, right around 2019. And this was, it kind of coincides with like my spiritual journey at the same time. Um, so at the end of 2019 is when I really started Mogamani. Um, and it was just me posting pictures of just like my old trips I had been on from like when I was younger and I had went to Hawaii, Costa Rica. And it was just like circa photos, like literally like flashbacks from my old trips. Um, and right at the end of 2019, I also started my spiritual journey at the same time. And crazy enough, um, my go-to um, right around this time was I was about to travel. Um, I was a junior at the time and I was in about to start my second semester of college and I wanted to study abroad. Um, praise God that I did because COVID soon hit after, but <laughs> okay. Um, but right around that time, I was just feeling really heavy. I felt really stagnant. Um, I was talking about how I was doing all this spiritual growth and like not really like seeing it. And I always wanted to study abroad. And because my scholarship kind of covered my tuition from my school and abroad, I was like, why not take this opportunity? Um, so I was like, I'm going to go to Barcelona, Spain, because I was a Spanish minor. Um, so I was just like, what better way to learn Spanish than be immersed in the culture and seeing it all over? You have no choice but to learn it. So I was just like, I'm going to go to Barcelona, Spain for three months. Um, and then I was thinking that would be a great location for me because then I can travel to all these different European countries that I had never been to. So I started off 2020 um, refurbished the Mogamani page. And it originally started off when I was studying abroad, I was just posting like restaurants and like places I had been. And I was literally just rating them from a scale of one to 10. And I would post a picture of the place, um, the location ratings and like my comments 
on like the places I had been. Um, and that's just it. And I may have thrown on there, like I had created for myself a travel budget sheet that I used for all of the trips that I did when I was abroad because I was living out there off of like my refund. So I had to be really meticulous about how I spent my money, but yet wanted to see all these cool, amazing places. Um, so really Mogamani just started off as me just kind of posting where I went and like the feedback and the ratings that I had for that. Um, and then after COVID hit, and basically my entire page was just tons of like ratings from like London to Lisbon to Paris to mm. all of these different places and the restaurants in between that I went, I was sitting at home um, after COVID because I had to come back in March um, because of COVID. And I was sitting at home and I was just like, Hmm, like I really enjoy travel <laughs> and mm -hmm. I really enjoy helping other people travel like there were so many people that had questions or just really enjoyed just seeing the suggestions that I had for like when they would have a chance to go there they would have ideas of like where to go um and so I was just like what if I started actually booking travel and I have to like look on my Instagram page because sometimes the time like because it moves so fast just really gets behind me of like when I actually started doing it but so after 2020 I was still kind of like doing the same type of process with it um mm -hmm. still posting where I was going and just the feedback and stuff in the comments and the ratings and this year I really sat back more so and was just thinking about this idea of how can I make money doing things I love. Mm. And so that's just kind of how it blossomed. Literally. So like in 2020, it was more so me just like creating content of just things that I was doing. There wasn't really any purpose behind it. I was just kind of like putting it out there and like, right. Um, I, there was just, there wasn't really any intentionality behind it. It was just like, here you go. Um, and this year I, this is another phase of my spiritual journey um, that I got really intentional on. Like, I want to make money doing things I love. Like, I'm not going to do things that I'm not going to work jobs. I'm not going to do things that doesn't make my heart happy. Um, like I said, I'm a Leo. So like the heart organ is like my main thing. Mm -hmm. So like, if I'm not living from my heart, like I'm not happy. Um, so I was just like, what things are you doing right now that you love doing that? you can make money from. And at that time I started doing tarot in 2020. Um, uh. I, like, I like doing tarot. Um, I wasn't charging for it either. I was just taking donations in 2020 um, because I was new to it. So I didn't feel comfortable charging. Um, so in 2021, I was like, okay, well now we have to start charging people because we've been doing this for almost a year. And like, so how right. else are you going to start making your money? Um, and I was like, well, I love travel and right. I love helping people travel and this is just like really transparent it's just like booking travel isn't really hard but like the same way people like to get their food delivered like it's not that hard to go to the grocery store but sometimes you just don't feel like it <laughs> like sometimes you just don't feel like driving to the grocery store so somebody has to deliver it because you just don't feel like it 
Um, that part. Right. We've all been there. We've all been there. We've all been there where it's just like the convenience. Like there, if I have, if somebody has those resources to make their life more convenient, they will. Um, right. And that's where I come in because it's not really hard to book travel. It just takes time, but people are busy and like, it's convenient to just kind of pay someone to do that for you, especially if they have the experience to know about it. Um, so that's where I was just like, that's the niche that I feel is the conveniency of right. having just someone that you know and specifically catering to young people. I remember I was talking to my mom and she was just like, why don't you like cater to people that actually have the money <laughs> to travel? Um, why do you want to cater to young people? And I'm like, because the people that have the money have already traveled before. They've already seen these things before. Like if you're 30, 40, nine times out of 10, you've traveled someplace. Um, and I was telling my mom where I want to specifically cater to young people. And it's not necessarily about the income of it, right? Right. Uh, because... I have a stable job on my end that I work. Um, this is really just something on the side. This is like, uh, this is the idea of building multiple streams of income. <laughs> of course, of right. course. Um, I, I love how your work is directed towards people that look like you, are on the same age as you. And as a young spiritual Black woman, how do you feel like traveling impacts like the way that you see the world that's and that's great because I am a sad rising right mm -hmm. and so travel is like right in there for sages and that's the way we learn mm -hmm. um and so the more I understood my chart the more I understood myself um your rising sign kind of rules your entire chart and right. so Sag rules mine and like the whole Sag energy of traveling, being here and there and being a philosopher of life. Um, and Absolutely. I don't necessarily learn well from books. I learn from people. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt like the more I traveled, the more I learned, um, the more I understood people, the more I understood culture. Um, traveling really did help me learn and help me learn myself. Um, and it really just made me understand how integral travel was for me and for my spiritual journey. Like the only way that I really learn is through human interaction. And right. And, and what do you feel like are some misconceptions that people might have about people like Black women, young Black women traveling? Because I feel like we're just now, I think, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot more Black women starting to feel more comfortable with the idea of traveling to different spaces? Because I, th I think that is a really valid concern for Black women. Like, am I going to be safe here? Like, is it, like is the space that I'm walking into going to impact me negatively? And um, you travel alone and you also help other people. I'm sure you plan so many solo trips and in spaces that people might think, you know, am I, am I welcome here? So how does it, what are some of those misconceptions and like let's just kind of debunk them one by one yeah let's let's just let's just start debunking them um starting with when I started about in Barcelona and when I was in Barcelona in 2020 this was right when we were still in the Trump election phase and all of that and it's really interesting because I think a lot of people feel like the same type of stigmas that white Americans have about us like 
it's a universal thing Mm. and it's not necessarily not saying that like when I went to Belgium I didn't experience racism I definitely experienced racism when I went to Belgium like the waiter didn't want to feed me um and he didn't want to come to our table um and it's real and that's just because anti-blackness is also universal um so that's also a fact but it's also seen in different countries differently like when I was in Barcelona my host family were just like for one, they thought America was a joke. <laughs> they were just like, this is yeah. this makes sense to me. <laughs> um, like how they didn't understand the election. They were like all these different things. Um, and it's just like the stigma of that. You have to be open to understanding different people. You can't leave the States with the same perception that everybody here is the same as everybody elsewhere because it's not true. Um, there's a lot of like African immigrants that come from Morocco, that come from other African countries that live in Spain. So they've been around Black people. Um, right. Black people first came to Spain. Like Black people were the reason Spain is the way it is today. Like without the Moors, Spain wouldn't be the way it is. And they know that. Um, and they're very understanding of that culture that the reason they have oranges is because of the Moors. The reason that their architecture is like this is because of Black people that came there and showed them the, these things. Um, so I think the beauty of when you start to travel is you kind of see that your people have been here before and they left their marks in very uh. different ways. Um, and people recognize that. Uh, and I think more so as a Black woman, for example, when I went to Italy, a lot of, it's more fetishization, if uh. I'm being honest. Like, it's not so much racism anymore. It's more fetishization. Like, they see you and they're like, oh, my gosh. Like, you must be a part of Destiny's Child. And it's like. Right. And, and we're specifically talking about Europe, right? Yes. We're specifically talking about Europe. Or sometimes they'd be like, Michelle Obama. Bro, yeah. Obama. <laughs> or like when I went to China. Yeah, like yeah. when I went to China, they thought that all the Black boys play basketball because they were tall. Like, yeah. it's more so when you go. To different countries most of their ideas of black people come from social media and culture at this point um so if they see a black girl like a lot of the stuff is fetishization that's the main thing that comes from it um and not saying that the same protocols of being safe at night as a woman don't still reign true mm -hmm. um because as a woman like that's just your main concern anywhere is being safe but um also when you start to travel alone the main things I do is research I research the places that other black specifically if you are black and brown specifically where have black women traveled alone before like which places are safe for us to go um and starting there when I went to Santorini on a solo trip like I had to do research and not saying that that trip went exceptionally perfect because I didn't know that I need to get a rental car and small stuff like that yeah. But you also have to be open to talking to people like and not really closing yourself off to experiences, um, because when you are a solo traveler, like your best friend is going to be strangers. It's going to be people in the town that showed me around that didn't know my name and I needed help getting there. And they were just like, OK, let me show you. And they didn't want anything for it. Like they did not want nothing from it, but to just show me their city and to make me feel a part of it. 
Yeah. And to that point, because Liv and I both have also done our fair, have been privileged and, and blessed enough to be able to do our fair share of traveling too. And I think really what we connected so much with you is that it was also such um, a pivotal time for self-discovery for ourselves as well. And I love that you speak to, you know, the ties to your own spiritual journey, but also just, you know, think, you know, taking it even deeper that, you know, whether you're traveling in group solo with a family, you know, it just teaches you so much about yourself to those little moments of like, I'm not a detail oriented person, you know what I mean? Or like, there are certain things that you don't realize that you're like, actually, I'm really picky about a hostel versus a hotel or an Airbnb, or like, you start to learn stuff about yourself that I think to what you speak about, like, what resonates with your Sag energy is just the experiential piece of it. And like, I know for myself, and I did semester at sea was kind of my like, I travel like to Latin America with my and South America with uh, my family, but I hadn't done like a lot of like across the in Europe or um, in in um, in Africa a lot of travel there. But that was really when I started doing my own and had so many of those self discovery moments. And I know you talk a lot too about you know, wanting to bridge that opportunity for people where they can see travel, not just as, you know, Liv and I are always a big advocate for the black luxury lifestyle and getting to see and experience and live those things. But talk a little bit about like how you see it as an entry point for a lot of like self-healing and, and like self-discovery and how like, that's really too such a big part of what you're trying to make accessible for people. Cause I think, and Liv, you can maybe chime in too about how your broad experience was transformational for you as well. And just like how that too, as black women, you know, I think just a little bit of what you're bringing to light of like, you learn so much about history and context and these concepts that are beyond just the the American experience or the black American experience. And that really strips down to a level of humanity. And I think for black women, in a weird way, that's like when I feel most seen, when I can just like move in these beautiful spaces and just like feel so much of just like the grandeur of like a black woman's experience. So I really want to make that connection of like travel teaching and being such a moment of self-discovery that can lead to self-healing and how that really helps us as black women live a more harmonious life. Yes. Um, I feel like the beautiful part that I learned when I was traveling is that being Black while traveling is kind of like a pro. Um, Like when I was abroad, a lot of the, not to be shaming everyone or anyone, but a lot of the pickpocketing, robbing experiences that we heard studying abroad were mostly from our white counterparts on the trip. Um, Because as a Black person, like you blended in (laughs) because there were people from Morocco that were there people thought you were innate until you probably opened your mouth. Um, But she really did blend in. And I think that the more I traveled, especially like when I went to Paris, even this year, um, you realize how like interconnected like black people are, no matter where we are. (laughs) Um, Like we still, I went to Paris and like, they're over here singing Back in Blood by Pooh Shiesty. And it's like, how did you guys know about Pooh Shiesty? (laughs) Um, or like you're in London and you're hearing people like singing little baby and you're like how did you guys you guys like little baby too or you just really kind of understand the interconnectedness of of us all like 
like just being honest, like the same type of stuff that we like to do in the States as Black people, all Black people everywhere like to do the same things. Um, and I think that was super healing because you realize that you're like never alone. Like right. you'll be walking down the street and you'll see a Black person and you'll be like, hello. And they'll be like, hi, because it's just like, we're both Black. Like when I went to Amalfi, um, there was a Black girl that we just saw on the street and we were like, ah, and she was like, ah, and I was like, we're both Black and we're both here. And we just started talking because we're both Black and we're like in Amalfi, like where there's no right. Black people. Um, and she was from Canada, like she wasn't even from the States. And she was just traveling and she was just like, I thought there wasn't any other Black people here either. And I was like, well, hello, other Black person. Like, I'm here too. Um, and you realize that you're really not alone. Um, a lot of the same struggles that we face, like our other Black counterparts in other countries do too, not to the same extent, maybe a little bit more, but we're all connected and it really does make you not feel alone. And I right. feel like that is very healing um to not feel isolated yeah same I, I experienced the same experience when I was in Spain as well I studied abroad in Spain and Ghana and the difference between the two I would say was that in Spain I really learned how to slow down and I realized just how much we may overwork ourselves in yeah. America right like that's that's yes. really the main takeaway if I could just say it in a sentence that we it, when you're when you're in Spain and you see how their culture moves um with the with the goal to just live and not working to live but living I mean I mean I mean looking not living to work but working to live you know what I mean yeah it definitely changes your entire like perspective on how much energy you're giving into things that you really don't care about that much back home in the states but in Ghana, that was really where I feel like I felt at home. I felt at home. Yeah. I felt like it was this weird um, energy, especially as I'm learning about the history and learning about the slave trade and, you know, <laughs> just how pivotal Ghana, like, you know, the yeah. the Ghanaian coast was in, in that process. Um, and so through both of those experiences, I, each time I travel, I feel like I learn a different dimension about who I am and what I want to do. And that's why I think it's so amazing that you're helping other people that look just like us, you know, and, and that come from Atlanta, you know what I mean? Like the streets of Atlanta to bringing them across the globe and giving them experience that will also help them you know, in their own self-discovery journey and their own healing journey. Cause traveling, like you were saying before, can be such a healing experience. Um, especially when you haven't been exposed to different cultures and, and you're learning more about yourself. And I think that makes me think a little bit about my own experience too. I think the biggest lesson I learned while being abroad was like how to cultivate inner peace. Cause uh with like and I'm sure too 
when you're when you like make a big when you make a big trip because i'm convinced that there's like three different types of travel i'm convinced there's like luxury relaxing there's mm-hmm. family travel like you're under requirements you're gonna be having mandatory family fun and then there's like historical and like learning and immersive experiences yes. where you're like i'm going for three months i don't want to talk to nobody solo dolo if you see me you know i want to learn i want to be immersed but for myself, especially for my broad experience, bopping to so many countries in such a short stint, you saw so many juxtapositions and so many similarities that I, and I was never alone. I literally lived on a ship with 500 other student college students. It was insane. I literally did not have a day alone for sick, like for a good couple of months. And for me, it was really being like, I told people, I was like, from like the beaches in Vietnam to the streets in India, like I knew how to quiet my own mind. Like I knew how to like re, it's funny, we were talking about grounding, reground myself. Like, and it's so interesting because sometimes I think we get caught up in those practices when it's quiet, like when our, when our environment is that, but it was something really powerful for me to be like, even in situations I have no control over, I can always come back to myself and I can always have that moment. And that to me just awoken, honestly, like, I think a new level of confidence in how I showed up as a black woman, because then I was like, oh, ain't nobody can really tell me anything like about myself. Like, I know, I know what I could do. Like, I could navigate the streets of Dubai. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can, I can yeah, I can find the mountaintops in, you know, in India. Like, it could can, it can be anything. And so um, that was such a pivotal shift for me um, because, and then I see that translating and it sparked a curiosity because I think what's another misconception about travel is that you have to go global. But there's something too about, I came back home and for the past couple of years, since I've done a lot of my travel, I've been focused on like, let me put the same energy into my own area, like my own region. Like, let me travel the South. Let me travel. You know, I I was, I think I was telling Liv, I was like, Liv, I'm like so perplexed by like the Midwest. I was like, I need to go see it. Like, I need to go see Mount Rushmore. I was like, cause that's crazy. I was like, we really put white president like white men presidents faces in the side of a sacred mountain i'm like I'm even <laughs> part of it was because imani to your point people in other countries had so many misconceptions about the united states and i realized how little i had seen myself like they were like oh have you been have you been here have you been there and i'm like no, I haven't. <laughs> so I think that's another piece of it is that to the accessibility of this to other Black women, I think travel is such a mindset and that curiosity. And I think it starts, you know, it can, it, travel can be such a proxy, but I genuinely think you can engage with that mindset in any place. And that's what I love about so much of what you're about of just being like, engaging in that domestically internationally like it is accessible to you um and it can really transform your life and I think that that's like it resonates so deeply to like what my experience has been yeah like even on my page now like when I'm posting like daily low fares or whenever I post low fares a lot of times they're domestic flights um and the reason I do that is because you don't have to go international to have like this mind 
changing experience. Sometimes it just takes like one kid from Chicago that's never been outside of their city at all going to LA and being like, there's more than just what I see outside of my window every day. Um, it's just the idea of knowing that there's more than what you can see. And that's what I feel like traveling does is that you can go to Nevada and see the Grand Canyon and be in tears because you're just seeing God's work in your own country. Like God made this and he did all this. And like, there's so many, or like when I'm driving to Atlanta and I'm doing drives, drives are awesome too. Um, that's another transportation method when you're traveling. If you do a drive, you're going through the Appalachian mountains and you're just like, well, we had mountains and like, there's mountains here too. Um, and I think like, that's a huge part of understanding travel is that like, when you do get to do international travel, for example, um, just like you were talking about those grounding factors, a lot of them that kind of slowed me down being abroad was just like trying really good food. (laughs) (laughs) When you come back, you understanding the importance of authentic food. Like there's so many processes that we could slow down like I learned how to make orange juice from scratch like I started to enjoy making orange juice from home I started to change how I even grocery shop like I only shop at farmers markets now because now I understand of authentic and fresh quality food being inside of your food and how important how that changed my body um when you're not kind of stuck in the American FDA and all the different protocols for our food when you're kind of tasting what a real tomato tastes like when you're walking uh, in the street and you can pull an orange and it's just like this is fresh you start to appreciate the little things where it's just like I can do that anywhere there's places out there I started this year just going to coffee shops like I love coffee and like my step my host dad was like from Brazil uh-huh. and they would have like authentic Brazilian coffee and I was just like now things that I brought back from there is that every day like after our podcast I'm gonna go and take myself to a coffee shop because I love trying coffee and we love that for you and it's absolutely the like it's the little things that I think um when you get to travel like you realize for one like when you go to I went to Costa Rica and Costa Rica is really close and I think even, and I can't wait to go to Africa, um, because I think when you start to travel just in general, you just get to understand how much all this material stuff doesn't matter. <laughs> right, of um, course. And you start to realize that it's like good food and good people and like good energy that really matters the most. And, minimal, and minimalism as well, because you can't take it all with you, right? You can't take it all with you. Like I when I got home, I got myself a duffel and like, I'll just pack everything in that one duffel, whatever can fit. Cause we only pay him. We're not paying to check in bags, baby. We just got the carry on. Uh, <laughs> the tough easy, the tough easy. Duff, okay. Duff. Whatever fits in the carry on <laughs> is going with me. And that's just it. We're just going to have to reduce, reuse, recycle. Um, but also thinking about the impact. Like when I think about the scholarship that I did, the girl who wanted, yes. she wanted to go back to Senegal and she wanted to create like a hotel or like a housing place for people that come and visit Senegal for the first time let's Um, get into the scholarship let's get into the scholarship right because that's huge you don't see a lot of people our age creating scholarships for other people to have those sorts of opportunities so like how did that how did that idea come up and you know what did it look like for the person that won so uh, the idea came up so this year I was thinking about ways that I could give back um, mm-hmm. 
when I went to Spelman, I went to Spelman on a community service-based scholarship. So community service has always been near and dear to my heart. Um, I actually have an event to go to tonight for it. Like I love giving back. Um, I love helping people. Um, and when I was thinking about it, I was like, I know I care to young people. And the issue with us being young is money. Having a lot of people want to travel, but they just don't have the money to do it. The accessibility to funds to travel. Um, and so I was just like, one way that I could alleviate that is by creating a $500 scholarship. And this was also a part of me being vulnerable because this was the first time that I, I remember one of my Spelman sisters, I told, like I made a post about me putting it out there. One of my Spelman sisters reached out to me and she was like, I want to give you money for your scholarship. And as a person that struggles to ask for help, um, it was really alleviating to see that people just wanted to help me because they supported what I was doing. Um, and after she was like, I want to give X amount to your scholarship, I was just like, well, why don't I just put it out there and ask people if they want to help? Um, and I was surprised by how many of my friends actually donated to help make the scholarship feasible. Um, and so once I got to $500, me and my mom sat down, I made the application. Um, I put it out and like at first, like no one <laughs> was applying and I was like, I got free money y'all like <laughs> coming right. in. Um, and like no one was like, I had to extend the deadline so many times because I barely mm. had like, any people that wanted to do it. Um, and then like the last day I had like 13 recipients that wanted to like try and apply. And now I'm sitting here like, whoa, now how am I going to choose right. <laughs> from 13 people? Like I wish I had $500 to give every single one of you. Um, and as I was going through it, it was really hard. Like there were a lot of applicants that had so many different reasons for travel because travel is used for so many different things, right? Um, and I think I chose the recipient that I did um, because I was thinking about global impact. Um, and I know we can always start small, but I was thinking about ways that we can bridge our lives here to our lives in Africa. Like how can we bridge this African, this African diaspora that we have? Um, and how can we bring people back home? And that was and not saying like home is also not the States because we were here too, <laughs> but um, how can we kind of bridge that gap that's kind of there? Um, because there's a lot of stigmas that African-Americans have about Africans, which are just like, why don't you just go see them? <laughs> why don't you just go see each other? Um, and there's a lot of stigmas that people have about their own people. And it's just like, before I try to debunk these stigmas we have about like people that aren't within our culture, let's try and debunk the stigmas that we have about one another. Like, let's get people to go see one another. Um, and go to Senegal and be like, well, you look like my cousin and be like, yeah, because we all, yeah, that's the point. Um, so I gave her the scholarship and she was really wanted to go to Senegal because um, she went there for like with her friends for New Year's and it was fun and it was a few places they could travel. They felt with their blackness and like without being judged or worse. Um, and they wanted to go to Africa, but they didn't know where to stay or what to do. Um, and she wanted to take care of all of them. 
she was saying so that they can come experience Senegal and gain a new perspective, like the whole idea of travel. And she was like, I want to buy and build something for these people to come to stay at when they visit. Um, and I really resonated with it because I was just like, I understand the need and the want for wanting people to come and see what you saw so they can experience the same thing you can. And I would love to help you do that. It's so incredible to hear you talk about this too, because it is so much about the community of it. And it's it's so incredible. And that's why I think this conversation is just awe-inspiring and so important because you're like to a T living out all of your core values. And this to us is really what being in flow looks like and what it looks like then to invest in community that is also holding down those values of that like yes you can be a mogul monetizing the things that you love and bringing other people along with you and guiding them in that process too and knowing that it's so much a part of your own journey too about being connected with other people and in a in a weird way this does remind me too because it's like this is where I in my travels is where I learned about Ubuntu in South Africa which is really just the concept of I am because you are and our interconnectedness of it all and so um just hearing how not only you've been able to live and embody that in your own life but then also invest in others who are also committed to that like literally fills my heart with so many warm fuzzies it's probably gross but (laughs) I just think that so many people are I hope so many people are inspired to really start to think about how they want to integrate or continue to invest in travel in their own life and how they want to use that as a catalyst to cultivate community um, to make bridges like you've mentioned and I'm just so thankful that we've been able to have you on as a guest to kind of share space and to share your insights with the Black Girl Flow community and obviously before we um, start closing out the episode we always have a question for our guests um, which is what does it mean to be um, in flow to you? What does it mean to be in flow to me? It means to follow my heart. Um, I have a saying that I live by faith, not fear. And a lot of the ideas of following your heart is going to be based on faith because some of those things that your heart tells you to do doesn't make sense. Um, God speaks to us all individually. He gives us all our special assignment and we have to trust that he's not lying to us when he gives it to us. Um, and we have to have the faith to do that. So I feel like I'm in flow when I'm not gatekeeping, number one, because I don't believe in gatekeeping. We're over the years of gatekeeping. Um, I feel like I'm in flow when I am giving and receiving love. Um, and when I'm really listening to God and I'm obedient to what he puts on my heart, um, because that's the only way I know is to follow my heart. It's got me this far and it's going to get me much further. Um, just believing in this little thing in my chest. Um, so I just like encourage everybody to like follow their heart. I know you guys did that with this podcast. Um, cause it was just something that your heart was calling you to do. And like, I encourage everybody to listen to what your heart tells you. Cause you know, he or she isn't telling you wrong. Um, 
he or she is kind of trying to fill you. So listen to it. That was so beautifully said. Oh my gosh, this has been, honestly having this conversation and I'm sure for other people, it just brings like a flood of travel memories, right? Like I hope that this conversation sparks that question of like, how did I feel when I traveled? And like, when's the last time I traveled or where's a place if I haven't traveled before that I'd really like to go to, you know? And like Imani said, like there's scholarships out there. Are you planning on bringing your scholarship back this year or, um, you know, in the future doing, making it a recurring thing? Yeah. So um, I'm going to do like an annual scholarship each year. Um, and so next year I'll probably do another one. I want to do one more towards the graduation seasons. Um, this time I kind of did it during the summer, but I want to gear it towards graduates in May so they can use this as their first, like jump off the porch, go see the world, get out there. Don't be afraid. Cause that's what I did this year. Once I graduated right. like, I went back to Europe and I went with my cousin and we just, traveled around and it was like beautiful um just thinking all the things that we did all the people we met um and so I definitely want to bring it back um I definitely want black women to get out there I want them to do everything they want I want y'all to get out there and date different people in different countries right right okay. have, all those, have all of those fire sign experiences yes. right just just <laughs> tap into our inner fire sign and be adventurous can you drop your socials for people that are looking to keep up with you and also so that they can like see when you drop that scholarship because again yeah. like your money we we need we need more people aware of these sort of opportunities especially our people so go ahead and drop your socials and um yes. give the people what they want so our instagram is well my instagram i don't know why i say r um but it's mogulmani m-o-g-u-l double underscore mani m-a-n-i and that's on instagram and on tiktok it's the same thing you can go there and see all of the different things you need to see but that's definitely everything so on tiktok it's one underscore it's not two so it's mogamani with one underscore um and then on instagram it's two so. amazing and again thank you so much for joining us on today's episode this was again such a like amazing experience so thank you and to all of our guests listening thank you all as well and that is all that we have for you today folks so we are signing off with peace, love, and blessings. Bye, y'all. All right. That wraps up our episode this week. Don't forget to go check out Black Girl Flow Podcast on social media. And even check out our new YouTube channel to continue the conversation there. We really appreciate if y'all could rate and subscribe our channel. And with that said, see you all next time. Rest well, folks. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.